Welcome to the Staying Ages podcast, a show that will equip you with the major keys to achieve extraordinary longevity. This is your girl, Associate E. I'm a certified nutrition specialist and behavioral coach. And today on the show, we will be talking about reversing gray hair and the amazing anti-aging effects of spermidine. And this is a part two. To get this longevity party started, we will delve into how you can avoid premature growth of gray hair and some things that can also accelerate it. Later today, we'll be chatting with our expert, Leslie Kenny, on the amazing anti-aging effects of spermidine again. I am so grateful to have each and every one of you tuning into the show from all over the world. Shout out to listeners in the UAE, the USA, the UK, Ireland, Spain, Uganda, South Africa, Ghana, France, Germany, and much more. If today's show inspires you, I'm inviting you to go ahead and subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It means the world to me to get feedback. So any reviews are much appreciated. Hey, y'all. Hey, I'm back with another episode. And I'm super excited to be doing another part two, this time about spermidine. Spermidine fascinated me when I found out about it. Been obsessed ever since, been taking it regularly. I'll make sure that you guys have a link in the show notes and my discount code if you want to get the spermidine that I use. And last time we talked about its amazing anti-aging capabilities, and I also share with you the experience I had where I had this white hair that was in the middle of my head, child, and it turned, it repigmented after a couple of weeks of taking spermidine. So I had a personal experience with it. Quick recap, spermidine is a naturally occurring polyamine that is found in many plant and animal tissues and has been shown to have a wide range of potential health benefits, including anti-aging effects. What is a polyamine? Well, polyamines are organic compounds that play essential roles in cell growth, proliferation, and other physiological processes. They're basically composed of multiple amino acid groups that are naturally present in all living cells. And the primary polyamines found in humans are putrescine, spermidine, and spermine. And the polyamines are involved in DNA stabilization, protein synthesis, cell signaling, and modulation of gene expression. Clearly, they got some real work to do, okay? They're very, very important. They are crucial for maintaining cellular homeostasis, and they are associated with diverse biological functions, including cell division, differentiation, and tissue repair. In our last episode, the amazing anti-aging effects of spermidine, I talked about how I had that gray hair and then, you know, it basically repigmented. Gray hair, as you probably know, is hair that has lost its natural color and appears white or gray, and it occurs as a natural part of the aging process. We should expect at some point, you know, to end up with gray hair. But it has been reported that worldwide, 6 to 23% of people have 50% gray hair by 50 years of age. Graying typically begins in the mid-30s for Caucasians, the late 30s for Asians, and the mid-40s for Africans uh, or, or people of African descent. Premature hair graying is considered when the onset of gray hair begins between before the age of 20 years in Caucasians before the age of 25 in Asians, and before the age of 30 years in Africans or people of African descent. Here's a deeper overview of why gray hair happens and some underlying conditions associated with premature graying. So again, it's a part of the natural aging process. It's common. It's a common occurrence as we age. 
But what happens is the melanocytes, which are specialized cells in our hair follicles responsible for producing melanin, gradually become less active or they die off. As melanin production decreases, the hair loses its color and becomes translucent, which appears gray or white. Then there's genetics. Genetics can play a significant role in the timing of gray hair onset. If your parents or grandparents are experiencing premature graying, you may be more likely to do so as well. Some families have a genetic predisposition also to develop gray hair at a younger age. So you can actually also look around you and see if that's occurring. Um, and then you can also design your lifestyle to see if you can prevent it. Um, I mentioned ethnicity and that the rate of which individuals experience gray hair can actually vary among different ethnicities. It's faster for people of European descent than people of African or Asian ancestry. Hormonal changes. Hormonal changes can influence the onset of gray hair, especially hormonal imbalances, um, such as those occurring in menopause can definitely contribute to premature graying. Nutritional deficiencies, definitely. Certain nutritional deficiencies, such as vitamin B12, may be associated with premature graying. Maintaining a balanced diet with all the essential vitamins and minerals that you need for the life stage that you are in right now is super important for overall hair health as well. And then there are medical conditions. There are some underlying medical conditions or treatments that can lead to premature graying. So that includes things like autoimmune disorders, thyroid imbalances, and certain medications like chemotherapy drugs. There are lifestyle factors. Child, if you are smoking or if you have chronic exposure to environmental pollutants, that could contribute to premature graying. Chronic stress also may play a big role in the early onset of gray hair. So child, don't stress yourself. <laughs> don't stress yourself into premature graying for sure. Thyroid imbalances, hypothyroidism and gray hair. So the thyroid gland plays a critical role in regulating various bodily functions, including metabolism, the growth and development of tissues and hair. Thyroid dysfunction can definitely impact hair health. And it's not typically a direct cause of gray hair, but it can contribute to changes in hair color, texture, um, like, you know, hypothyroidism. A lot of people have hair thinning and hair loss. Hair becomes more finer, more brittle. It may appear less vibrant and less pigmented, which may make gray hairs more noticeable. So thyroid issues can definitely impact your hair. And so can thyroid medications. A lot of medications used to treat thyroid disorders, particularly those containing high levels of iodine or, yeah, iodine, th those, those medications usually can have side effects on hair color. Um, and sometimes they can cause changes in hair texture as well, which might include graying. We talked about stress already, but we also know that chronic stress can affect the functioning of the adrenals, which also can affect the thyroid, which then could also contribute to changes in hair and premature graying. So we definitely have to look, you know, to ward against stress. And also stress is also one of the underlying causes for a lot of people's hormonal imbalance. So stress can come at you from different angles and mess with your hair. <laughs> okay. We know that nutrition plays a significant role in hair health. And while genetics and natural aging processes are primary factors, nutrition can definitely influence how fast it's happening and great nutrition may potentially delay the onset of gray hair. So it's really important to be getting enough minerals. You want to get a whole bunch of minerals um, and definitely copper, which is re required for the synthesis of melanin. Vitamin B12 is super important. All the other B vitamins, including biotin, which everyone knows is the hair, the hair B vitamin. 
Um, but it's all of the B vitamins are important. Antioxidants like vitamin C and vitamin E definitely can protect hair follicles from oxidative stress, which you know um, can lead to breakdown sooner. Oxidative stress definitely can contribute to premature hair aging and can also affect the color of your hair. You want to pay attention to iron, of course, because not having enough iron can induce hair loss and also changes in hair color. It can also affect the melanin production as well, which then could lead to premature graying. You want to pay attention to omega-3 fatty acids because they have anti-inflammatory properties and may promote healthy hair as well. And then um, protein, of course. Hair is primarily composed of a protein called keratin and adequate protein intake and amino acid intake is essential for the growth and maintenance of healthy hair. Spermidine is a naturally occurring compound. We talked about in the last episode a bunch of foods that you can find them in, like wheat germs, soybeans, mushrooms. Um, there's a lot um, of, of vegetables that you can find spermidine in. So you can include spermidine-rich foods in your diet, and that can also provide some benefits for your hair health. Or you can take a supplement. And for me, I really enjoy taking a supplement because I'm able to get a larger dose of it, and I still consume all of the vegetables and things as well. Spermidine has antioxidant properties that may help protect your hair follicles from oxidative stress, potentially delaying the loss of pigment. Now, now that you got some insights into managing gray hair naturally and some of the diverse factors that contribute to it, I hope you feel empowered to embark on a journey of embracing your well-being and strategies that help you foster better management of your gray hair-related concerns, child. Um, it's, it's a complex thing in general. Like longevity in general is a constant, I don't want to call it a race. It's more of a marathon than a sprint. It's a constant marathon. It's a constant, requires you to be um, observing your body, observing your family history, observing what's going on with how you're feeling in reaction to your environment and your stressors and any changes that you make. So I hope that you are observing all those things. And if gray hair is one of your pet peeves that I hope you've gotten something from this, but I think it is great to know that spermidine actually can help reverse it and also um, consuming in a way that is anti-inflammatory, that's high in antioxidants, and that's very suited for your body type will also very much help you. So we're going to take a brief pause now. And when we return, we're going to delve deeper into the amazing anti-aging effects of spermidine with our amazing guests. So stay tuned. Are you a woman struggling with horrible periods, fibroids, endometriosis, PCOS, infertility, or unsavory menopausal symptoms? I'm Asosa E, also known as The Raw Girl of therawgirl.com. I'm a certified nutrition specialist and behavioral coach. And in my Hormone Balancing Academy, me and my team can help you approach any hormonal challenge you are facing from a holistic perspective. Don't take my word only for it. Here's a snippet from a recent client whose fibroid shrunk after following my recommendations. Um, come to find out my fibroid shrunk to a 1.5. Yes, Jesus. <laughs> I was so happy and grateful to God and Asosa and, you know, just her program really. Outside of my fibroid shrinking, I am off of chicken, so I don't do meat. Yes, Jesus. <laughs> and I don't do dairy. Don't, you know, we don't do that anymore. And my weight is steadily at a 101. 
pounds as of today. So my weight did go up. Um, so I'm really happy with, you know, with my results. I'm really grateful to, you know, to God and to to ASOS and her, her Raw Girl program. And I highly, highly, highly recommend you sign up for Raw Girl. You won't regret it. Just in case you missed it, head on back to season six and hear more of the amazing glow-up stories from women who have overcome infertility, normalized incessant periods, and much more. If you or someone you know are interested in reaching your hormonal health goals with support this year, visit therawgirl.com to sign up for a free 20-minute call and a member of our team will talk to you. Until then, stay healthy and happy. Californian-born Leslie Kenny is on a mission, a mission to make aging as easy as possible. Owner of the supplement company Oxford HealthSpan, this Californian discovered the benefits of spermidine while having conversations with research doctors in her local playground in Oxford, England. Struggling with lupus and rheumatoid arthritis and being told she had five years to live, Leslie went on a mission to discover how she could cure her body and fell into discovering the wonders of autophagy which spermidine induces in the body. So she was very much open to these conversations. Doctors she met in Oxford informed her that it could take up to 10 years to get a supplement approved and onto the market. So Leslie decided to do it herself. And that's when Oxford HealthSpan was created and their first supplement, Primidine Premium Spermidine, was born. Currently available in two forms, gluten-free and regular, this supplement already has plenty of fans, including James Vanderbeek's wife and Kelly Rutherford. Today at age 57, Leslie is living proof that we can get better with age so long as we take responsibility for our health and meet our doctors halfway. I'm glad you're back on the show. Yeah, me too. Because <laughs> I wanted to talk to you again. Um, <laughs> and I went off and I took the spermidine. I did the the one that didn't have the wheat germ because I'm a bit wheat sensitive. Right. And I had this one annoying gray hair. It was like right in the middle of my head. And the <laughs> thing that's so funny is 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 that I swear it was transferred by my husband because he had the same he had one right there. And I was like, did you transfer your gray hair to my head? There are no not- scientific studies to show that you can get gray hair through osmosis or close contact. Because <laughs> it was in the exact same place. It was so weird. Anyway. So I took the spermidine. I think I took it, I, I mean, I took it for uh, the three months, but I took it for only like two to three weeks or something. And mm-hmm. then it just disappeared. It, it just reversed. Whoa, yeah. that's amazing. And I was like, uh-huh, Leslie was right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad. I'm really, really pleased to hear that. That's, uh, that is, that's great. So some people, um, some people can see then that the, that the color comes back, the pigment comes back at the root. And other people notice that where they have, say, um, maybe a lot of white hair, they notice a lot of new baby hairs growing in, and those baby hairs have their original hair color. Wow. And so it, cool. it, kind of, um, it manifests in different ways. But it is, so cool. it is the, one of the sort of side effects or side benefits of... Um, you know, of increasing your 
your spermidine intake. And I always say, get it from your food first, if you can, because yeah. we have co-evolved with plants over thousands of years. Our bodies, our cell receptors are looking for that three-dimensional plant molecule that it recognizes. Yeah. And uh, it's just that, you know, sometimes it's not possible to get it. And so taking then a food-derived supplement like ours gets you over the line. Right, right. And and it seems like, you know, this, the benefit of supplementation to some degree is that, you know, just the, the dose. Yeah, know? the minimum effective Plus. dose. Exactly. Yeah. So our minimum effective dose is the one that's used in human clinical trials to um, improve cognition and memory in okay. those with subjective cognitive decline. You know, I think everybody in those studies was over the age of, certainly over the age of 50, possibly all over the age of 65. So if it works for them, it's going to work for people who are younger as well. <laughs> yeah, super cool. I hope that everybody goes back. I'm going to link in this show note as well so that people can go back and listen to the benefits of spermidine because that was an awesome episode. I'm super excited about spermidine. And I'll also link where you guys can get the spermidine as well. So I want to talk today a little bit more. I mean, you just had such an interesting health journey. And I was like, I need to talk to her again. Um, so <laughs> I, I want to talk about your journey with hypothyroid, like yeah. um, how that happened, what were you experiencing, and then kind of how you went through it, you know, how you sure. got to the other end of it. Sure. Oh, gosh. Now, um, it's, it is actually a long story, and I'm not sure if I have actually mentioned this to anybody on any of my other podcasts. Um, I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's uh, thyroiditis in probably 2000 and 2008 or late 2007, and when I went in, I was completely exhausted. I had reversed my lupus. I had reversed my rheumatoid arthritis, but I had no yeah. energy. My hands were cold. My feet were cold. Um, I still was brain fogged. I could see other women and they had lots more children than I did. They had pets. They had Cub Scout troops. They had brownie troops. They were working, you know, <laughs> second and third jobs. They had allotments to grow their own veg. And I was just sort of, I was the vegetable, you know? And um, so I didn't have the pain that I'd had with the with the RA and the lupus, but I wasn't I wasn't where I should be, and I was also infertile. Mm. And but I had adopted I had adopted a little girl okay. from China at that point, Aww. and so you know wasn't necessarily thinking about kids, but just thought I've got to straighten this out. And I consulted Doctor Google and found I uh, just put in all my symptoms, and it just kept popping up hypothyroid, hypothyroid, hypothyroid. Wow. Went to the usual doctors, went to the NHS, went to a private doctor in Harley Street. Both said there's nothing wrong. I knew there was something wrong. And so on patient forums, I found people who said, yeah, I went to those doctors. They said nothing was wrong. I finally found a doctor who he cured me. And wow. the doctor they talked about was named Barry Peatfield Durant. And he had been hounded out of the British medical system for using something called armor thyroid. And huh. this is used by Hillary Clinton. It's basically desiccated pig's thyroid. Oh, it's yeah. used by a lot of people. About a third of doctors in North America will prescribe it. 
And it is, it's essentially the food derived version of thyroid yeah. hormone. And yeah. the reason why you'd want to take it is because our thyroids make not just T4, which is what levothyroxine is and what most thyroid patients are put on, but it makes T1, T2, T3, and T4. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of people get relief by having T3, and you can get synthetic, but we don't know what benefits T1 and T2 have. And for me, that whole complement of food-derived thyroid hormones just works like a charm. So right. I, um, you know, I, I then got pregnant. The rest is history. I have no wow. idea when I got pre pregnant. It, it wasn't immaculate conception because the baby looks like my husband. But, um, but um, you know, it was, it was one of those things I didn't have to calculate. You know, I wasn't using, uh, you know, a calendar, checking my temperature, anything like that, which is what you would normally do if you were infertile and trying to right. get pregnant. Right. Um, but if we back up here, when I went to see Dr. Barry Peatfield Duran, he looked at my cortisol levels and he looked at my thyroid levels and he felt my hands and he checked my blood pressure. My standing blood pressure was really low as opposed mm -hmm. to my sitting blood pressure. That happens to a lot of thyroid patients. That's why they mm -hmm. get dizzy a lot and black out. Mm. And because their heart is not strong enough to pump the blood around. So if you stand up, it's very difficult. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and he said, I've never seen such bad cortisol levels before. Wow. And um, yeah, and he said, I don't know how you're standing up. You must something, you must have had this a long time. I would guess that you've had this since you were a teenager. Wow. And something, you must have had a big emotional shock. And I said, gosh, I can't, I don't think so. I had a really great childhood big emotional shock what could that be and all of a sudden I it hit me right I had lived as an only child with an alcoholic father who killed himself and I came home and found him hanging oh. from the rafters I went to live with another family to finish up my freshman year of high school it was a lovely Czech refugee family who were basically paying it forward because they had been homeless when they came to America they gave me a place to live their house burned down while we were in it. So we were literally running from the flames. And then I had to change schools, move to Southern California. And my beloved grandfather died of a heart attack. Oh my goodness. Like, no warning at all, just dropped dead. Um, and I thought, yeah, that's actually a lot. That is a lot. That's like, you know, like bad movie script. Like this is too much to be believable, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think the way the human psyche works is when we have a lot of bad things happen to us, we just compartmentalize so that we don't have to think about them. Yeah. But there's that great book by Bessel van der Kolk, the professor at Harvard called The Body Keeps the Score. And I think that's what had happened. The mind can Fine. say, la, 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 la. The body, the yeah. body does register. And yeah. Each of those is each of those shocks uh, has a you know has a footprint on the body, and uh, the adrenal glands will get, as it was explained to me, the adrenal glands will get overstimulated. Yeah, and uh, the thyroid can kind of carry on some of this work, but after a while, the thyroid says, "You know what." I've had it. This job is too hard and I'm not paid enough. And they pack it in, right? 
So then, then your thyroid goes, and that's what he said had happened to me. It yeah. was adrenal burnout followed by just complete thyroid, um, you know, disaster. And with my autoimmune condition, um, you know, when you are very stressed, and as a young woman, I did go on the contraceptive pill, you get, then get leaky gut. And mm. if you get leaky gut, different proteins, undigested proteins from your um, digestive system go then into the bloodstream. Some of those look like tissues in the body, whether that's cartilage or thyroid or another organ. That's what happens. And in my unlucky case, it also looked like the thyroid. So then by the time they looked at it, I had one eighth of a thyroid compared to all other women my age. Wow. So that is, that's the kind of thyroid journey that is what I believe is the root of it, as explained by, uh, by this amazing doctor who really did bring me back to life. Wow. Um, and he, he relinquished his license in Great Britain um, and practiced as a nutritionist and basically told me what to do, which was a great gift because he, he taught me how to use my pulse and my body temperature as guides to the amount of thyroid I would need. Wow. And as a patient, this made a lot of sense to me. So he said, if you are taking thyroid hormone and you notice your heart is going too fast and your body temperature is going up, then titrate back down. If you mm-hmm. find it too low, then titrate up. And this has to do with the seasons. And I'm not sure all thyroid patients know this, but wow. the dosage can change. The thyroid's needs actually change as the seasons change. Yeah. And just like we would change our clothes, in winter, the thyroid needs a little more help more, right. right, to keep that circulation going, keep the heart pumping, and to keep us warm. And then in the summer, when it gets warm again, we can, you know, start reducing, like peeling off clothes, right? Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's really great information. Um, <laughs> that's so interesting because I actually, I've never even heard, I've never heard anyone say that, um, based on the seasons, but that makes sense to me for so many reasons, for Ayurveda reasons, for just the way the body works, just, just everything yeah. is seasonal and you kind of have to be in tune. And that's, I think what I think sometimes I always feel is like almost missing and because it's hard because it's not very scientific to be like, feel, feel how you feel. <laughs> Yeah, right, right. Yeah, and yet, you know, we we have this great supercomputer. We just don't have the user manual. But, right. you know, if you touch a hot stove just even slightly, you get that feedback immediately. Hot, don't touch, right. move hand, right? Right. And we do get these signals and data sets continually. And it might be just noticing as the seasons change, oh, gosh, I'm getting more, I don't know, hangnails. Um, therefore, it's getting drier. I need to put more hand cream on or something like that or take more fatty acids. Um, we get those signals all the time. And right. uh, it could be in our skin, our hair, our nails. Um, and actually, um, we were talking about your gray hair 
And there is actually an interesting connection between hypothyroidism and hair loss and premature yeah. gray hair. Yeah, um, let's talk about I, this, please. <laughs> so I don't think people know about this, but uh, because I am so into helping people who have uh, hypothyroidism, I would get a lot of uh, a lot of women, fewer men, but some who would say that uh, you know they were they had been diagnosed as hypothyroid, but they had thinning hair and their hair had gone all gray. So I just asked them to do what mm -hmm. I had done to Dr. Google, and I just said list all symptoms. I want to know everything, and you know digestive symptoms as well. And the premature gray hair and the hair thinning was really interesting to me. And that mm. premature thinning would happen not just in families where there was male pattern baldness. Mm -hmm. um, and usually there was a history, a familial history of hypothyroidism, whereby they could actually see it in their mothers to the point where if they looked back in old family photographs, they might have even seen a goiter in an oh, elderly wow. relative. Right. And um, I then started doing some research. And there are published, peer-reviewed studies on individuals who have been hypothyroid, had premature gray hair mm -hmm. on supplementation with, say, natural desiccated thyroid, mm -hmm. um, their hair color came back. Wow. And the thickness came back. And this wow. was this was pretty dramatic. And I'm trying to think there, there was even, I think, a Korean case study with an 11-year-old boy, I think. And I did a video of this. I mean, I've done videos on all of these, but, uh, you know, sort of showing the study, showing the pictures. And it was it was pretty dramatic. Wow. And that color, that repigmentation happens within the space of, you know, if you're talking about somebody with very short hair, that can happen relatively quickly in less than a year. And That's amazing. it's life changing. Yeah. Um, inside and out for that person, because of course, when we look in the mirror, yes, it's important to have energy, but we want to see something that reflects who we feel we are on the inside, right? Yeah, yeah. We want to show that energy and vitality and vibrancy. Yeah. And um, and that I think was something they weren't seeing. So it's uh, yeah, it's a little known. It's a little known fact that one of the root causes of premature gray hair is low thyroid function. Wow, very interesting, super interesting. I wanna go back to something real quick. You were talking about, because uh, so many of my patients have, um, just like you said, the body keeps the score, you know, that book. It's like the trauma, you know, hmm. it's like it gets stored. I can't tell you the number of women who like have either been molested or raped or whatever, and now they have fibroids. It's so interesting. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that unresolved trauma tends to manifest itself as a disease. But then the adrenals are also like, yo, this is way too much stimulation. Like that stuff that you listed is so intense because like one of those events in one year would be enough for most people. <laughs> Not like five events back yeah. to back, right? So when you worked with this doctor and you were, so you, you, you were working on the thyroid, then how were you also working on the adrenals to kind of like get things balanced out again? Well, um, in terms of, uh, sort of medication or adrenal support, he actually 
told me to take an adrenal support called uh, Nutri-Adrenal, which mm-hmm. was made by a company here in the UK called Nutri that works with the Institute for Functional Medicine. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't even think that product, it's not even available anymore, which is mm-hmm. terrible. It's a real shame. Uh-huh. And that was using um, desiccated adrenal gland. Okay. So right? using glandulars then. Yeah, using yeah. glandulars. So I took that and he told me to take that first for, it was about two weeks. And then once I had done that, he said, once your adrenals have support, then you can layer in the thyroid support. You can't do it the uh, other way around. You have to go adrenals first, thyroid next. Mm-hmm. And uh, it you know, worked like a charm. And I'll, I'll never forget that my husband said one night, oh, your, your thigh is warm which was interesting. I'd right. never thought about cold. my thigh being cold. Right. <laughs> right. You know, go around, oh, you know, my toe is cold or, you right. know, my elbow is, is not warm enough. Right. Um, but of course your partner will notice. And so, um, so that was what he did. But in terms of the emotional trauma, I was lucky in some ways that when I had to reverse my lupus and my rheumatoid arthritis, because the lupus was an existential threat for me. Yeah. And my doctor had said, you know, you've got five years left. Oh I, I did everything. I did Mayan uterine massage. I was tincturing <laughs> my own herbs. I was brewing my own dandelion tea and nettle tea. I was doing, um, I did everything. And this included doing visualizations yeah, and also writing letters. And one of the things that was wow. very unresolved for me was my relationship with my father. Mm. And it had been quite a, you know, looking back, he was diagnosed as manic depressive, which would now be called bipolar. Yeah. And I looked at that, um, you know, it had been very difficult to live alone with him as a child. I mean, he never hurt me or anything like that, but he was difficult to live with. And um, I had always had, I think, the wrong opinion that the one thing that he followed through on in his life was the suicide. Mm. And that is not a good thing. No. Right? That's a toxic thing to think about a parent. And I knew it was toxic. And so I thought, I've got to repair that relationship. And so what I did was I wrote, um, you know, I wrote letters to him. Oh. And, uh, and then I burn them and a kind of, you know, ritualist ceremony. And it was my way of letting go of those negative feelings towards him, that judgment of why can't you be like the other parents? Right. Right. Um, and you know, I felt, I felt a deep sense of peace after that. That's so good, though. It's just yeah. a release, like, because we hold on to so much. You know, yeah. there's so many ways that you can release that, but that's such a simple way that someone could, you know, use. Yeah. 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 And the power of writing stuff is is, is really underestimated, I think. And ceremony. I think yeah. ceremony, right? And, um, you know, why do some people... And I've, I've been known to do this too, stage my rooms, right? You know, if you move into a new place, it's like, okay, I want to initiate this with some good, some good vibes. Right. Okay. You know, I'll get, I'll get this out and you know, let's go through the process. I don't know. We are creatures of, we are, we love ceremony. Mm. There is a reason why culturally 
all uh, all peoples love ceremony. We have ceremonies to mark uh, menarch. We have ceremonies to mark manhood, marriage, birth, death. Why? We need ceremonies. And sometimes for these very traumatic events, yes, we need a ceremony to yeah. say goodbye and wish something well. Uh, in this case, for me to wish my father well, well wherever he is. And uh, to be, you know, to get that peace, that sense of peace again. I love that. I love your healing journey because it's kind of like when I when I talk to patients who are, you know, when I'm when I'm dealing with patients who have like five six things going on, I'm like, we got to work in layers. Like I like yeah. working in layers because you like you an want onion peel Yeah, and I feel like you just kept working on every layer. You were like, I'm not gonna give up. Gonna yeah, yeah. So, and I'm glad I did that. And I think that is, you know, that was part of it, uh, part of the healing journey on the autoimmune side. Unfortunately, a lot of damage had already been done. So what do you do when an organ system is already very damaged? In this case, not much left of it. Um, The adrenals are very compromised. You, you, that, those two pieces of thyroid and adrenal really needed to be addressed. And I was so lucky to have met this gentleman. In fact, when I, when I got pregnant, I said, if this baby stays, if I don't have a miscarriage, I'm going to name it after him. But then I I remembered his name was Barry. And I thought, what should I call her? Barbara. Maybe I'll call her Barbara. Barbie? Now, at that time, it was not cool. Maybe now it's cool to be called Barbie, you know? <laughs> but and I was like, Barry, could I call her Barry? I can't call her Barry. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. I love this. I love your healing journey. I hope that people get something from it. I think they will. I, I learned a lot just from listening to what you were saying and your process. Um, is there anything else, like... What would you say to somebody who is, what What would you say to someone who feels like there's no hope? Because I feel like you have a really particular, amazing story. And a lot of people might be like, I have five, six things right now. And I don't really, you know, I don't know what to do. Start with the, start with one thing and make it the easiest thing. Mm. And just like uh, B.J. Fogg, that professor at Stanford, says about making habits, you know, mm-hmm. don't ever start with, if you want to floss your teeth, don't ever start with flossing all your teeth. Start with just one. You're only going to floss one tooth. No yeah. more. Do yeah. not do two. Yeah. And, and then you build up. And I think that we need to pick up what I call marginal gains. So I live in Oxford, England, and we're famous here for the Team GB cycling, right? And Britain had not won any cycling awards for decades. Yeah. But what the coach decided to do was to pick up those marginal gains. We're going to do something here, something little. Yeah. And it's not going to make us win, but it's going to make us comparatively better. Yeah. We don't know by how much, but we're going to do it. I mean, one of the things they did was they painted the floor um, white inside the van where they actually did the, um, the changeovers of the tires so -hmm. that if some, if a part dropped, they could easily spot it. So it's just about removing friction. Mm. What is the easiest thing you could do to Mm. just 
be comparably better. And maybe right. it's maybe it is sleeping better. Your goal is to sleep better. Right. And so what you do is you replace half of your cup of coffee with something else. I don't know, chicory or some other kind of, or decaf, right? Because mm-hmm. you're trying mm-hmm. to cut back on caffeine. Don't do mm-hmm. the whole cup, just do half. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe you need to get more movement. Well, you know that thing where they say, park your car a block further away from where you yeah. go. Yeah. It's, it's something really small like that. Yeah. And, um, and I think that good health always goes back to the basics. Good totally. sleep, movement, stress reduction methods. Um, I think I said diet and loving relationships. Mm, right? Yeah. Maybe the thing that, that serves you best is to let go of a toxic relationship that is draining you of your energy so that you can use that energy that you save to focus on healing yourself. Yeah. It can be a hard thing to do, but just one little thing. I love that. I love that, especially because in interviewing so many people and a lot of people, you know, hundred year olds and a lot of people that are like just fabulous and over over the age of 70, I've I've always noticed, and this is what I teach my patients as well, is just like incremental changes, like yeah. your habits, your daily yeah. habits, really yeah. just the daily rituals that we have that yeah. really make the difference because the only difference between them and anyone else is that they woke up and did it every single day. You know? That's right. That is exactly it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, yeah. I, I make sure that I, you know, I put my shoes on while I sit on the ground. That doesn't sound very ladylike, <laughs> but what it does is it forces me to get up from the ground. And they say that if you can do that without using your hands, that is very good for, it, it's predictive of longevity. Of yeah. Yeah. And because our muscles, right, our legs are our biggest, you know, our biggest muscle group. Yeah. And if those are strong enough to pull us up, then it bodes very well for less frailty and old age. And our muscles also give off these myokines that are anti-inflammatory. Yes. Love it. Where can people find you online, Leslie? Um, let's see, you can find me on YouTube at Leslie's New Prime. That's L-E-S-L-I-E and then an S, New Prime, like the new prime of life. And then um, also the Oxford Longevity Project. So on Instagram, there are three places, um, Oxford Longevity Project, Leslie's New Prime, and Oxford Healthspan. If you're interested in some spermidine, spermine, and these other potent polyamines that's at www.oxfordhealthspan.com but we're also super active on insta awesome thank you so much i love having you on the show (laughs) thank you for inviting me are you interested in living your best healthiest life I'm Asosa E, also known as The Raw Girl of TheRawGirl.com, and I'm a certified nutrition specialist and behavioral coach who specializes in helping you discover what exercise and diet is best for your body and get to the root cause and rebalance if you have a serious chronic condition. Clients who've worked with me have reversed diabetes, hypertension, balanced hormonally, gotten rid of acne for good, and lost hundreds of pounds. 
If you are interested in reaching your health goals with some support this year, visit therawgirl.com to sign up for a 20-minute call with yours truly. Until then, stay healthy and happy. Attention, superfood lovers. You all may know that my favorite African superfood of all time is Moringa. Why? Moringa has 92 nutrients, 46 antioxidants, and all eight essential amino acids, making it an amazing plant-based source of protein. Every part of the plant could be used. I personally use Moringa oil on my face daily, and I use Moringa powder to add my smoothies, make Moringa bread, or sprinkle on meals for added nutrition from a company called True Moringa. Founded in 2013, True Moringa is creating jobs and community with their amazing skincare and wellness products. The coolest part, every time you make a purchase from True Moringa, they plant a tree in your name. To date, they have planted over 3 million Moringa trees to combat deforestation and malnutrition in Ghana. To check out their awesome products, visit TrueMoringa.com and use the code RAWGIRL at checkout for 10% off and free shipping over $20. If you are already a diehard fan or becoming one, this year you have the opportunity to join their True Moringa Challenge and get free Moringa oil for a year, $104 in value. Customers who have used their oil say it helps to bring their skin back into balance, deeply moisturize, and minimize signs of premature aging. All you have to do is follow at The Raw Girl and at True Moringa on Instagram and email us at media at therawgirl.com with before and after photos or videos of your skin transformation after using the oil along with your story. Don't miss out on the chance to get a full year of product. Can't wait to hear from you. All right, all right, it's time to take a question from Instagram or email. Remember, if you want to have your question answered on the show, all you got to do is send me a DM, slide up in my DMs on Instagram at therawgirl, or contact me via my website, therawgirl.com. Today's question is from Jesse via Instagram, who says, Could you explain the impact of chronic inflammation on hair pigmentation and the effectiveness of anti-inflammatory diets in preventing premature graying? Wow, that's a really great question, Jesse. Um, So in a systematic review um, that I found, it was published in 2020, they said that to date there have been 27 studies discussing medication-induced gray hair repigmentation including six articles on gray hair repigmentation as a primary objective. Noticeably, it was happening with Aralin, I believe is what it's called, treatment or vitamin supplementation. And then they had 21 reports on medication-induced gray hair repig- uh, repigmentation as an incidental finding. And the thing that was the most interesting about that is all of those medications that were noted in the literature were anti-inflammatory. So some of those medications seem to be you know, they were anti-inflammatory, they inhibited inflammation, or they stimulated melanogenesis, which is the production of melanin. And there was also some low quality evidence that some B-complex supplementation can promote gray hair darkening. I have personally seen and witnessed and heard from other colleagues, people's hair reversing while on a raw food diet. And I found that that was very interesting. And I think it might be because when you're consuming a raw food diet for some people, not all, because some people obviously don't have digestive systems that are set up well for it, but it reduces inflammation by 30%, even in just one month. So if you think about inflammaging and how inflammation contributes to overall aging and also progresses disease states, then definitely I would say adopting an anti-inflammatory diet, 
can be super helpful with aging overall and also with helping you reverse gray hair. So in your particular case, Jesse, what you want to do is figure out what is the what is inflammatory for you? Because there are some people who are not okay with gluten. Some people are. Some people are not okay with dairy. Some people are. So try to just um, learn your body, l- look at the diseases in your families and figure out what is anti-inflammatory for me and go from there. I hope that helps you. Okay, y'all, it is time to close out today's show. I really, really hope you found part two of this discussion on spermidine inspiring and that you're interested in now seeing how you may be able to incorporate spermidine into your regimen. I will link in the show notes my discount code and the link. Um, My discount code is rawgirl15 and you will get 15% of Oxford Health uh, Span's spermidine. Um, I've been using Leslie Kenny's brand since before for our first interview. And again, I loved it. Helped me reverse my one gray hair. Okay. <laughs> and I really, I just, I, I just keep it as part of my supplement stack. And I think it's really awesome. So definitely, if you're interested, definitely go to the Oxford Healthspan website or visit the link that's in the show notes and use the code rawgirl15 and you will get 15% off of your order. Also, if you or someone you know is struggling with gray hair, send this episode over to them, okay? So they can know there are tangible things that they can do to slow that process or if not, reverse it. And if you have any questions or you just want to share your experiences, child, if you have a gray hair that turns that turns back, that has pigment, come back to it. Please let me know, okay? Uh, feel free to leave a comment or reach out to me on Instagram at the raw girl. Let's definitely keep the communication going so we can all provide support to each other and encouragement as we all work towards longevity. I'm really eager to hear about your progress and any positive changes you are making. Until next time, stay motivated and continue making choices that are going to move you to your best, healthiest lifestyle. Today, I leave you with a quote from Josh Billings. Health is like money. We never have a true idea of its value until we lose it. Ain't that the truth? Well, that's all for today, sis. If you are looking for more health tips or have a question for the show, find me on Instagram at The Raw Girl. You can also find me and contact me through my website, therawgirl.com. To watch my free diet training, The Six Keys to Determine Your Ideal Diet, visit therawgirl.com forward slash six ways free class. And to watch my free hormone training, The Secret to Resetting Your Hormones, even if you have fibroids, endometriosis, PCOS, or heavy bleeding, visit therawgirl.com forward slash free dash training. For more on this show or to listen to past episodes, visit stayingagelessshow.com. Listener.